0: I didn't start out by getting on stage and telling jokes. You know what I mean. I took smaller risks. I think the area of bravery has a whole world of study to it. Nelson Mandela has a great quote that I I say in all my sessions because I talk about quote celebrating failure and I always put it in quotes because it's just that feeling of shame, right? It's like oh, it didn't go the way I thought it would, or I didn't, I, didn't, I wish I hadn't done that, whatever it is. Uh uh-uh, uh, you know. And Nelson Mandela said, "I never lose. I only win or I learn." Like, what if the whole world thought that way? How powerful a place it would be. To, oh man, you just learned. Good for you. I love it that you are brave. Thank you for being brave. The world's a better place for it. You inspired me. I want to be brave too. It's not like we have to run around running ourselves ragged, but a lot of times to get from where you are, where maybe you don't, maybe you don't like your job that much, or you'd rather live in a different town or something about your life is there's a part of you that wants something different or better. And the the thing that doesn't get discussed, I think sometimes honestly, and really celebrated so it can feel almost normal and okay, is you're going to kind of bump into some walls and maybe have some weird in with some people, you're going to get up on stage and kind of bomb a couple times or think, oh, it could have gone a lot better. I have so many moments where oh, I could have gone better if I'd done this. You know what? I did it the next time. And that's and that's great. And people look at me today and I'm, I call myself the Teflon performer, but I am a little bit like it's I'll, I'll get up in front of almost anybody of any, any group of any size and I'll give it a whack. You know what I mean? But I didn't start there. And so I just want to emphasize and I and I just I made a lot of brave choices and I took risks because what I figured out was the thing that I wanted or thing that felt right to me was worth the risk at a certain point because staying where I was and not taking the risk or falling. I'm really into intuition. So following the instinct and going for it, even if it seems crazy. But if you're following your heart, what I found is I felt better. My body worked better. I slept better. I was a nicer person. I was a more genuine person. So bravery, I just think should be exalted. You know what I mean? It's like big, bold life. You better believe it.
1: This is Living Your Big, Bold Life Podcast, and I'm your host, Bette Lucas. I have five crazy kids, a full-time career in a mostly male industry, and I've been on a health journey where I've lost over 40 pounds. On this podcast, you will find encouragement for your own unique journey. You'll be provided tools to help you not just survive this life, but thrive in the areas of health, career, and family. So come live your big, bold life with me. Are you ready? I sure am. Hello, welcome to Living Your Big, Bold Life podcast. I am your host, Bette Lucas. Today's guest truly speaks the language of my heart. She is here to remind you how bravery, boldness, and creativity are so important and that really, all of these things reside in each of us today. She gives us some amazing tools to help maybe up them a little, or as she would say, up your genius. The title of her recent book, Bridget Quigg is a 15-year tech veteran and founder of You're a Genius Workshop Series. She had a successful career as a marketing director in some of Seattle's hottest startups. Bridget decided to take her long history in comedy and teach corporate teams about creativity, collaboration, and the power of having fun together. She's written and toured five one-woman comedy shows, including her most recent one, Techlandia, which was featured in GeekWire, the San Francisco Chronicle, and on NPR. Consistently ranked as a favorite presenter at Microsoft Events, Bridget likes to keep her sessions uplifting and fast-paced so that everyone goes home with a fresh perspective and ideas to take back to their team. Bridget is also a graduate of Stanford University. I hope today's podcast really reminds you that the world needs you and your unique creative genius. Now let's go have some fun with Bridget. Here she is. Bridget, it is such an honor to have you here today and have you help us learn about our creative genius. So Bridget, how is it up in Seattle today? You said it's kind of windy up there.
0: It is windy. We have a whistling wind today that's just kind of exciting and new and fall and falling leaves and the whole thing
1: fall definitely has arrived. It was like quickly too. It kind of felt like it was sunny and now all of a sudden fall is here.
0: Yeah. Well, (laughs) I like to say it's like there were sunny summer and then a magician like blew some smoke in front of our eyes and then poof, it was fall. Like really (laughs) when the smoke cleared, the leaves were turning. It was really bizarre. Yeah. It
1: was really bizarre. I know we have a leaf pile in our yard and Spencer's like, how did that happen? (laughs) As you can tell listeners, Bridget is just, Invigorating and fun, and really oh. just brings so much energy into the room. And thank you, Beth. T- today, I know you are going to take away some really get great ideas and wisdom that you can not just apply to kind of your everyday life, but your job, your interactions with other people. And I think Bridget exemplifies what the message we're trying to get out here on living your big, bold life, which is we don't expect anyone to live anyone's path but their own. And we just Mm -hmm. want them to live their best version and be the best version of them, that we all have these amazing gifts inside of us. And Bridget's here to help us kind of explore that. But before we get started, Bridget, can you just tell us a little bit about what brought you to this point and your background and give the listeners a little insight into who is Bridget?
0: Thank you. Lovely to meet you listeners. Thank you, Bet, for having me. This is really fun. I was, I'm, I'm not picking on my upbringing, but I was raised in a fairly conservative, I would say home conservative setting. When I went to college, I started out trying to be that person. All right. I went to a fairly liberal school, Bette knows Stanford. So as I, as I got used to being at college and I started meeting more people, um, I, I I paid attention to sort of some of the joy and fun that was going on around me. And I think I had this longing to be more a part of it. And not just parting, but just being a little more open-minded. So at the end of my sophomore year, I had this wonderful thing happen where I took improvisational theater seminar. So we didn't really do improv. In fact, I remember us begging our, our teacher to let us to play. But instead, she had us read a bunch of books, a really famous teacher from Stanford, actually, uh, Patricia Ryan Madsen. And we went to shows and we studied the art form. We literally broke down what they were doing. And we learned about the lessons improvisers use in order to create in an instant together. And it was life changing for me. I learned about the concept that everything is an offer. So on an improv stage, everything is an offer. That means nothing is excluded. You acknowledge everything and you include it. That um, yes and is the way forward. So you acknowledge that's yes. And you build on what's in front of you. That's and, you know, it's, it's a very beautiful mindset. I've often said that I think improv is the answer to world peace. And before negotiations, everyone should have taken improv class. And uh, I think it would shift the room quite a bit. So basically, that was a very big pivotal moment in my life. And a lot comes from after that of just exploring and trying new things, including you know, I worked at a summer camp, and I became the campfire leader. And, you know, I always like to sing, but now I'm singing in front of people like there's all these moments where I started to kind of say yes, right and move forward. And, you <laughs> and grew my social network, but also what I was doing. And eventually, by the time I was you know, grown and working in Seattle and marketing and the tech industry and startups um, in a wonderfully creative role as a writer and a um, content marketing director, I was doing a lot of performing. So I got more and more into improv, more into comedy, stand-up, sketch comedy. I picked up the guitar, wrote music, and basically uh, unfolded into this person who actually had a lot of creativity to offer the world and um, actually produced five one-on-one shows, shows, I write music for them, I make good games, the audience comes down and plays the games with me. I got some nice uh, fan following and had a lot of sold out shows and it's on the radio. And, and all of it for me is just like, I can't help myself. You know, It's just so fun for me. I love it. And so I think we'll get into maybe what I'm doing now, but I'm basically bringing a lot of the, uh, the improv side of thinking about creativity, kind of just to regular life, um, to the business world. Also, I just finished a conference with Microsoft, a digital conference where I did some sessions. They're just creative thinking sessions designed for people who are working and building their businesses and running teams or being a part of teams. So that's a very quick overview, I think, of my life up until this point (laughs) in regards to what I'm working on.
1: And do you think, Bridget, looking back and reflecting, do you think Mm -hmm. that that was kind of always inside of you, always a gift that you just kind of didn't even realize? And then as you kind of started singing more doing more improv and yeah. putting yourself out there you're like oh wait this yeah. is really this is really me this yeah. is really what i love
0: absolutely i remember a moment I was, <laughs> I was a freshman cheerleader in high school believe it or not and i remember one girl had a ski boat so i grew up in olympia and i didn't know how to ski and i hadn't really been out on boats much but we went out and so i was the only one that was willing to get in the water you know this group of eight 13 year old girls so i was like sure i'll get on an inner tube you can pull me around and i remember they pulled me back to the boat and I, and I got in and one of the girls said, wow, your hair is dry. Cause I, you know, I hadn't fallen off the tube, I guess. And I said, you know, ladies, we must maintain our beauty even while on the water or something <laughs> like that. Right? I was sort of, silly. and this one girl says, you're always so funny. And I remember it really, like, I've still have never forgotten this moment. Right. Cause I thought, am I really, I didn't, I didn't know. And, and I think that, you know, our family, airbase kind of funny, you know, there's a lot of characters and big personalities. And I don't think I had recognized that in myself really at all. And and that I had my own style. I mean, I, I think humor is so broad, you know, we all have our different tastes and everything, but I kind of have my own brand, I would say. And it was really interesting to be acknowledged at that moment. And I was like, huh. And then putting comedy on my shows, I would just call them one-woman shows or, you know, storytelling shows. And eventually I started calling them comedy shows.
1: You know, as I look back, very similar time frame. And I wonder if this is something the listeners can relate to, but I look back at a lot of the things I do now and that I love now and I really love this age of, you know, I'll be 40 next year and I just think that, you know, you're coming into more and more of who you are, who you were called to be mm-hmm. and However, it's so ironic to me, Bridget, that I look back at that time in my life and I go, oh, a lot of the things that I was really good at and that people said I was really good at are things now that I've just grown into. Like, I've really figured that out about myself. Like, I always remember loving to encourage people and motivate people in high school. And I'd always win that award and I'd laugh because (laughs) (laughs) I just said it was because I wasn't very good at this sport that I was winning this this award.
0: Talent. It was just different talent. Different talent. but.
1: I really look back and I go, you know what though? That was inside of me and that was and I think yeah. that that's that's what your story shows is that you hadn't really realized it or grasped it but I always tell yeah. people to maybe look back and say what are things that you just naturally gravitated towards and that sure. you were good at and so yeah. Okay. So now you've had this improv kind of career and and opportunity. You worked in the tech industry and startups for 14 years, graduated from Stanford. Now, what made you decide to take it a step further and start kind of sharing that message into and creating kind of a, a career path for yourself and sharing that message?
0: Yeah, it's interesting because probably largely because this guy I dated at one point, but um, <laughs> he was doing that and uh, he encouraged me to do the same. So I um, actually, incredible story, you know, I guess it would have been maybe 15 or so years later after I had took this class from this woman, right? Patricia Ryan Madsen. I mean, she has a book out called Improv Wisdom. Um, I decided to go, long story short, through some connections from Seattle and I'd done improv in Seattle. I was invited to this improv retreat up on Doe Bay uh, Resort in Orcas Island in, in Washington State, which is absolutely beautiful. It was in February, rainy. We all got in this big house and we did improv together for 10 days. And a lot of people were from San Francisco. And there and were also, I recognize basically on this scene, and there's this whole applied improvisation scene. So there's people who take improv to medicine, you know, teach doctors and nurses how to talk to patients, or they bring it to schools. And, and in particular, this one guy, and I, so we, we, so we were dating after this retreat, and he encouraged me to, because um, I was very into writing. I started by teaching creative writing courses around from the theory of improv because I was doing writing for a career and um, basically developed a lot of the theory I have now through that challenge. And yeah, that was, that's what I started, but he, he was also an applied improv trainer already, but doing his own very different thing. He's more improv has some really interesting, you know, lots of different stuff. One thing is about power, you know, um, letting go of power versus gaining power in a scene is very interesting, you know, and like the scrub rises up and is now in charge. Like we love, it's like the movie Rudy, right. When he gets on everybody's shoulders Mm -hmm. at the end, yeah, that's, that's a, That's a way you can think in an improv scene on how to either make it more interesting or develop your character is to shift the power dynamic. So, and that's kind of what he teaches about in the business world. But i went more for the pure creativity because that's more what I'm interested in.
1: Bridget wrote an amazing book called Up Your Genius, and it's really a workbook. And her tagline is a workbook designed to make you believe you are creative. So Bridget give us kind of some takeaways and if I am new to your book up your genius and I am and I'm wanting to get more creative and yeah. and I don't really I don't really know why I'm I'm listening I'm like oh Bridget okay why do I need to be more creative tell <laughs> us about tell us a, about some of the main pillars sure, of you your bet. book
0: yeah. So it's even like, you're, I need to be more creative. I like to even say that because you're acknowledging that you are. So I think I think being in the work world and seeing a lot of brilliant people dismiss their great ideas was painful to me, right? And I think I've heard also, we often teach what we needed to learn. So I think for me, as I told my story, you can tell that I have a huge amount that I like to share that and I were joking about this beforehand and um <laughs> and to learn to have the confidence to share it. So what I teach in my sessions, I always start out with the concept that I believe every person is a creative genius. And it's on every page of my website, it's on my business cards. And I say that because but now i are talking about this too. genius, the word if you look it up, it's not about a once in the lifetime mind, you know, or once in a generation mind who, who cured a disease or painted a fresco, no one will ever paint again, genius is actually something you are born with, it is innate to you, it is just part of who you are. And the truth is, every one of us, has to be highly, highly creative just to survive on this earth. We're constantly facing problems we've got to solve. You know, the bridge is closed. I got to find a different way to get there. I don't have any eggs. I guess I'll have cereal, but I'm out of milk. So I got to figure out something else to eat. I mean, but there's just unexpected coming at us all the time. And of course, one of the theories of improv stuff, you know, you're always improvising. And um, people just, I think, stopping to honor that. So here's my theory of creativity. You have an infinite well of creativity inside you. It is truly bottomless. You cannot dry it out. It goes on and on and on. You have so many ideas ready to go. Number two, it is unique to you. So you have your own personality, your own life experience, your ways your brain likes to work, the things that you find interesting or creative outlets you you like, so it's unique to you. It's always there for you. So that's the one people like, oh, I got to get creative. And I appreciate that. And I understand sometimes you're more in the mood, for example, if you're me to, you know, write a comic show, versus, you know, cook dinner, whatever you're going to do. But I believe you take a breath and you get and you get yourself into the right space, you can come up with new ideas that are needed in the moment, let's say, maybe you're not ready to write your comedy show, that's okay. But you can you can always be creative. And number four, I believe the world needs to hear what you have to give. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's um, healthy to keep it in. And I think actually, a lot of, relationship situations, moments benefit from people having the confidence to share what's coming up for them because I think it has a purpose and a role. So I'm a big fan of people honoring and bringing forth their creativity. And then of course, I teach a lot about the concept of yes and which means how you play with others and you honor their creativity and you build on what they're offering and acknowledging and the sort of the beautiful synergy that comes from that.
1: Wow. I just, I feel like everyone could just marinate right there for a <laughs> while and say on all of those points. And, you know, a lot of times we close this podcast with, you know, the world needs you. Yes. And the yes, world doesn't chills. need you in trying to be somebody else, the world Correct. doesn't need you, you know, not sharing. Your heart and who you are and sharing, you know, some people mistake the word bold as being loud and, mm, yeah. you know, gregarious or uh, even obnoxious. And it's funny, similar to genius, the, the definition getting mistaken a lot or, or yeah. assigned to something incorrectly you know, bold is just being a risk taker. Yes, and it, it's yeah. ironic because there's a lot of people we looked up to and anytime they are really being who they are, they reference the word bold. It's yes. ironic to me. And and so I just love that Bridget is sharing that the world needs you. You have this unique voice with infinite creativity. Hey friends, it's Bet. If you are enjoying today's podcast, I really hope you will join me every week for what I hope you find are inspiring interviews and bold content on topics like family and career and health. And can I also ask you a favor? Can you press that subscribe button and write a review if you like what you hear today? By doing those things, you are helping me get the word out. And I truly would be ever, ever so grateful. It also allows you to be the first to know when new content arrives. So please subscribe today. Now, let's get back to our guest. You know, I look at my journey and I, as Bridget knows, I work, you know, mostly with in a male industry. And I also am a little bit, even more, I think, unique because I've had a large family during that time. And mm-hmm. and usually, okay, there might be some females here and there in the room, but they're not growing a family too. Right. It's right. usually, I always was walking this tightrope of, well, I can't be too, too forward about my family. I can't mm. be, I've got to kind of wear the that work hat. And then I've got to kind of wear the family hat. No, I've got, and oh, I can't be, I can't be too loud. I can't be, (laughs) I can't be, you know, I can't be too chatty. I can't be, you know, always. And I don't know when and how it happened, but I think I, I similarly started taking these little steps of, of bravery and saying, and little risks and saying, you know what? No, I, 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 this is really who I am. And, and you're a change maker. Yes, and it's You're okay. you shifting that culture, yes. Yeah, and it was, I just can resonate so much with what you said at the end where once you s- kind of follow that and start listening to that more and more, you sleep better, you feel better. Yes. You start feeling like the this confidence that is so powerful and yeah. people notice it. People notice that they they start feeling it, and they're like, and that's probably what started happening with you, Bridget. They're probably like, "Well, I want Bridget. Tell me how to (laughs) have more of that." You know,
0: just rub some of that off on me. Totally, I want
1: that. I want that. Oh, I just, I love that about bravery. Yeah. And what helps you during that time? What, what would you keep telling yourself when, you know, you'd have those kind of maybe intimidating moments or you felt you went on stage and it didn't go so well? (laughs) Keep saying, okay, I win or or
0: I learn. Uh, I win or yeah, I win learn. Basically, there was there's a reward in my mind to being more yourself. That's basically. I mean, I feel like I kind of said it. And it's just like for me, for example, I and this is a much longer story. I don't know if we need to cover this podcast. That and you remember, I you know, I went to med school right out of college, and I um I didn't belong there. That was not the right place for me, and I felt that in my bones. Had I known how to read read my bones better, you know, and mm-hmm. that was a huge lesson for me. It was one of the most painful lessons of my life because I tried my darndest to make that work, and you know, I got into a good school, and gosh, I should go, and it should be really great, and it should be the career I have, you know. And, and once you start shooting all over yourself, game's over. And I got very ill. I did not feel well at all. And I didn't know if I was going to make it to 25. And that's not a joke. I was very sick. And not everybody knows this whole story, but um, it wasn't the best time in my life. And I crawled back from that. And the way I crawled back, you know, I took jobs cleaning houses, I babysat. I worked as a barista for $7 an hour. I did not feel well. This was all with a Stanford degree, mind you. So, this was not the most Mm. fun time in my life. That's when I shaved my head. All my friends were off getting their PhDs and their MDs and, you know, in the Peace Corps. And I was living back at home feeling very ill. You know, it's kind of, it was a a hard time. And what I did is I started noticing what made me feel better. Mm. And when things started to, and I noticed it were the things that I wanted to do that I like, I like the guitar. I like to play the guitar. I like singing. I like actually writing songs the guitar, it turns out. And lo and behold, you know, I get on a, one of my first basketball teams. My friend dragged me to, even though I didn't feel well, but she's like, you're tall and we need a post. You know, of course <laughs> I meet this, you know, of course I meet this, uh, I'm about six feet tall for you so your listeners. Know. I meet this friend who played college ball and also had a mother who was a lounge act back in the day. And is a beautiful, she's a beautiful singer songwriter. She starts helping me with my guitar. She encourages me to start playing, you know, so it's like all of this magic starts rushing towards you sometimes if you are open to being honest about what you would like um i find that's always the case so that's just one small example and and i and it in essence saved my life is how i feel and so i and also i'm a very it became very tuned in right something doesn't feel right I can feel it and I I feel a lot of things in my body actually I think a lot of us are this way and I'm very into intuition this is the next topic I'm going to go into but I'm fascinated because some people get a ring in their ear some people their shoulder gets tight no it doesn't really feel like me whatever it is and I'm very very body so if my body aches in a situation I can feel that and I go "Mm, this isn't for me this isn't right and then if I'm just like light and happy and everything feels good oh yeah I want more of this and so I pay attention to that better than I used to quite good at it honestly so that was a lot of words, but
1: I think that story is very important though, because I think we've all had a time in our life where we can relate to that. Yes, and whether it's a bad relationship, mm-hmm. a bad, you know, a rough period of life, mm-hmm. and we just knew that who we are wasn't matching with where yes. we were, you That's know, right. wasn't they, the two weren't lining up, That's and right. I think it was probably and I'm just guessing this, but I bet it was even harder for you, Bridget, because I bet you were good at med school. I bet you were good at it. And then, so then you're getting these outside voices that say, Bridget, what are you thinking? Like you're, you're, you're super smart. You got into Stanford and you could be this amazing, you know, researcher or physician and, and you're not happy. What's, you know, what's wrong with you? And, I think that could is so relatable because I think I, I hear stories all the time of people in different careers or relationships or situations and they know, they know it's not right. Yes. They know it. They it's know very,
0: it. Yeah, they're and in their here comes the bravery.
1: <laughs> yes. And and yeah. amen. And then they all of a sudden say, you know what? My mom might not agree with me. Yeah. My best friend might not understand, that's right. and that's really hard. It is, you know, that's really it hard is. because you're saying, you're kind of having to say, I don't care what you think,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I, and I and I love you, but and I don't, and and it's not I don't care. It's just I know right now this is not the best thing for me. I know it. <laughs> Yes. Um,
0: well, and I would like to go back to my point four on creativity, the world needs to hear it. So in my mind, actually, intuition and creativity are are kind of buddies coming from mm-hmm. a similar area. And that's why I it's uh, but I actually believe in every moment who you are and what you have to offer is exactly what's needed. And it mm-hmm. may make people uncomfortable for a minute, but they might need to hear this from you. And when you hold it back, everyone everyone's losing it. No, they're not failing, but you know, we're we're all learning. But you you really have so much to give by being yourself. And as scary as it is, um, you're actually offering a tremendous gift because the people who are resistant, maybe at first to who you really are may come around or they may not, but you're, you're, you're serving the world and them by, by letting it out. Actually, I think, and and a lot of magic often unravels from people exposing who they really are like, Oh no, I'm going to be a full-time artist. I'm going to live in this cottage or I really want to start my own business and I want to make a bunch of money, whatever it is, you know, people Mm -hmm. benefit from that authenticity and it inspires them to their own. I've had so many people, you know, saying, oh, yeah, no, I saw what you're doing. And then I had this thought and I thought, well, Bridget would do it. I literally had people say Mm -hmm. that to you: Bridget would do it. She'd get up and do this. And it's like, darn right, I would. And I'm proud of you. Like, good. And I don't mean to be harsh or pushy. That's not what it is. But if you're in a setting where you're feeling very constrained, sometimes you got to you got to push a little bit, you know?
1: Oh, I think that's such good advice, and I just thinking on on the people that I hear from. I guarantee they can say the same thing that the times they just said, "I'm gonna, I'm just gonna show up and be me, a hundred percent authentically yes. me." To yes. in this moment, they never regret it. You Isn't know, they never say, "You yes. never say, oh, you know, I still wish I wasn't me that day." <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I, I uh... and then it is funny how that some of the people that, I don't know if you want to label them critics or people that kind of yeah. push back or seem that more they fearful. are fearful. Yeah. I do have a lot of those same people come back and
0: sure. I bet you do. thank yeah.
1: me or recognize mm-hmm. the situation or say, you know what? I I reacted poorly to you in that moment, but guess what? You really touched me. It really mm. impacted me Beautiful. Uh, in this moment. So yeah.
0: I'm happy to explain an improv game before that people could play like with their kids or at home or with themselves. Um, I could explain the and briefly. Is that, is that interesting? I would, I would okay, love let's that. Do it. Yeah. Let's do it. So yes, and uh, acknowledge everything and build on it. So you think about interactions, say at work, Uh, sometimes in a meeting, people get ignored, right? And it's awkward. It's uncomfortable. So yes, is beautiful. It is acknowledgement. Everybody wants to be heard, seen and loved as some HR genius says, I can't remember who the name was. But um, so in the case of yes, and you can play a lot of games with it. And one, for example, would be a game called let's go on an adventure. It's always fun. So if you're in the car with your family, you can play this. So first person, you get an order together and you say, okay, bet your first, I'm second, you know, third, fourth, fifth, sixth. And you first person that would say, let's go on an adventure. And the next person says, yes. And okay. So the next word is everybody's going to start the recipe. Yes. And we'll go to Tahiti. And you get one thing, right? Yes, and we'll go to the next person. Yes, and we'll all have parrots on our shoulders. Yes, and we'll teach them to sing our favorite 80s songs. Yes, and we'll all have frothy drinks. Yes, and the press will cover the cool resort we on and we'll end up in the photos. You know, it's like, so everybody adds a piece of creativity and you go around in a circle and it just gets really silly and really funny. And- there's again with improv, there's so much teaching. So there's a beauty to just giving one idea and then letting someone else contribute, right? The simplicity mm. of that. You don't have to solve the whole story. You're in a group that's going to carry you. So that's an interesting life message, right? That you have to listen to everyone who went before you if you really want the story to have a beautiful cohesiveness. You have to have because if there is in Tahiti and all of a sudden you send them to outer space everybody's kind of just like the record skips, you know what I mean? It's like, you know, like what just happened? But Ooh. if you if you maybe say, and the Martians land on the beach, huh? Ah, now oh. we maybe, maybe we got potential here. Next person gets to decide if we're going to outer space or if the Martians are moving in. You know, it's like that that process of letting go, sharing an idea, and then letting go. So you know, I can go obviously philosophize a lot on this, but just that game, let's go on an adventure. Also, it's just plain fun.
1: I can also see why it's also a great way to bring humor. You're not just learning all these other things like right. listening and Trust. kind of really <laughs> making people feeling heard, seen, yes. and loved. Yes. Like you said, I love that. Heard, seen, loved. And maybe that should all be our goal today. Find someone and make them feel heard, seen, and loved. Yes. I can see where the laughter enters. Mm -hmm. I I can feel this game unfold Mm -hmm. and I can hear the laughter in my children's voices. You know, I can feel that lightness. And sometimes I struggle and I always joke about it. I can be very much that person who laughs about like my imperfections or different things of the day. And But I think it's really important, especially when times feel really heavy and there's a lot of seriousness in our world. I think that that level of bringing some laughter is really important. And I think this exercise could be extremely useful. I love that.
0: Yeah. Thank you, Beth.
1: now when you're doing these trainings, so you are doing them all because of COVID, are you doing them all, kind of all this virtual training? Is that how that's working?
0: Yes, that was my big change. And it's actually been quite magical because, for example, Microsoft has digital conferences they offer that are global. So there's 250,000 people signed up for the last conference I was a part of, and I never would have I've not never, it it hastened me being a part of something that big, let's put it that way. You know, it's just kind of amazing um, how the world works. There's people from all over the world, which is so fun um, when you can connect that way. Although I do miss, you know, in person. And do you
1: still have thoughts and dreams of, of doing kind of in-person shows like you've done in the past. Oh, like for your sure. Comedy?
0: Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I'm still doing a little bit of music online with a couple groups and we do fun things. But um, I have I have more shows inside me for sure. I think I'll produce more.
1: So Bridget, if people want to connect with you, find your book, learn more about the message of upping their genius. Yes. How do they do that?
0: I just remember this show. One of the shows I want to write is called Will I'll we'll All Be There One Day. And I want to do a really kind funny, wonderful celebration of sort of what we call the sunset years or something. Draw attention. I want to interview people who are 70, 75 and older about their lives and then basically play them, play games around them, write songs and like create a show around that time that's just so loving um, and fun. Uh, So anyways, that's on the list. It's high on the list.
1: Interesting because anytime I write about my grandparents mm-hmm. or people in that generation, it's amazing how much people seem to take away from that in a very good way. Oh, and I think totally. we need to celebrate yes. those years. And I'm yes. so excited that someone with your energy and vision and sees that those years need to be celebrated more. And there's so much we're missing out on by not doing so.
0: So my book is available on Amazon, Up Your Genius, a workbook designed to make you believe you are creative. It's only five bucks for a print copy, three bucks for the, uh, electronic one. I just like to get it out there, and it's, it's tiny. It's a quick read. One of my friends said, "I got your book to be nice. Got into two pages and read the whole thing because it's pretty short <laughs> and it's uh, it's a fun ride. It's not too heavy, and you'll learn some more games. And then I have a website, BridgetQuig.com. As I like to say, I'm the only Bridget Quig on the internet, pretty much. And then um, I have a YouTube channel. And so if you want, it's Bridget Quig Media. You can watch a few more. I have this Improv for Biz playlist, and I just have it. Like, I think six videos up there. But they would really, if you enjoyed learning some of the improv theory and they're all only about three or four minutes long and you can just learn a little bit more and learn more games.
1: Oh, that's wonderful. Well, I hope you all go check out Bridget's book and go check out her YouTube videos. In fact, I need to get caught up in that on the YouTube side. I'm caught up on the book side. (laughs) Uh I need to get caught up. And Bridget, there's been so much advice here today. So I kind of feel not bad, but I feel like, gosh, I'm really trying to just take every ounce of knowledge from Uh you. But if you could leave the listeners with one last piece of bold advice, what would that be?
0: I think that all of us have a strong sense of who we are and what we want actually inside of us. And we kind of get trained out of it, no offense to the world, for lots of reasons. And so when you feel disgruntled, or you feel frustrated or depressed or angry, a lot of times, not always, but sometimes it's because that there's part of you inside of you that knows you'd like something different. So I guess my advice would be love that part of yourself, really love on it, because it might be a little quiet and give it time and find people in your life who can love it too. And will support you and nurture you on your way forward because you are so worth being happy and vibrant and in a state of joy as much of the day as it can be. Um, You're made for that. And, and so as much as you can do go for your joy.
1: So we are going to go for our joy today. Everyone we see today, we're going to make them feel heard, seen and loved. And we're going to listen to that voice and us that well this has been so helpful for me and I know it's really going to change some people's lives by listening to this advice so keep doing what you're doing keep encouraging us all to listen to the creativity the bottomless creativity that's inside of us and I wish you all the best Bridget
0: thank you bet same to you and your beautiful family
1: thank you for listening today for more information, you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and my new website, betlucas.com. And remember, friends, be you boldly. The world needs